What's up, everybody? You guys are now on the stoop with Coop. And we are here to talk about real stories with real people. We're here to talk about breaking beauty. And we are also here to talk about a teaspoon of pop culture. And I am exceedingly excited to have on the stoop with me Beverly I'm about to mention her name up. Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> Beverly Keys is here. I'm yeah. so, so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Thank you, thank you, course. thank you. On a professional level, thank you for thinking of me to be a part of this. Of and on a personal level, thank you for thinking of me because you always reach out to make sure I'm good. So no, you know I, I appreciate you on all levels. And we had that discussion yesterday on what type of friend we each are. Yes. And I'm the stalker friend. Because if I ain't heard from you. I'm the zone, zone, zone friend. I be in my zone. <laughs> I get caught up in the ways of the world, working and trying to keep up, and I be in my own, own okay. world. But that's the no beauty harm. of friendship. Exactly. That's the beauty. Um, so I'm coming to you guys today from Brooklyn, New York, and it's about would you say maybe like 50 degrees? That's a stretch. It's maybe like 40. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little breezy. And but... the wind chill is right. minus a, a thousand. With a definite wind chill. I just can't even deal with it. I can't. Definitely with you. Um, but today we're going to talk about our first segment, Real Stories with Real People. Beverly and I both graduated from HBCUs. Ow. How you doing? <laughs> I graduated from the illustrious Central State University. That's right. And yeah. I graduated from the illustrious Clark Atlanta University. And if you went to an HBCU, you know you got to put the illustrious in front when you announce. Literally. <laughs> it's either the illustrious or the. The Clark Atlanta University yes. or the. Yes, yes, yes. I'm Anything else would be disrespect. And I might fight. <laughs> I just might. I might get a little violent. Um, but I wanted to talk about this because it was a pivotal moment for me in my life. I had always, in the previous segment, I talked about how much my grandmother, um, my mother, my father, like everybody always, excuse me, stressed higher education. And I was initially introduced to an HBCU through a different world. Oh, really? Me too. Okay, yes. Um, and I'm like, okay. Like, all of this melanin up in this I'm so grateful for that time period of television that they were able to introduce us to that culture. Uh, it, it meant something. It did. It did. It meant something. No, a different world definitely influenced. I didn't, I wasn't aware of an HBCU at that time. Until I saw A Different World. And I Same. was a kid watching Same. A Different World. And I always knew I wanted to go to HBCU. I didn't know which one. I just know I wanted to go. And then around, I would say maybe like 14, when I was around high school, mm-hmm. um, I was introduced to um, the AUC, the Atlanta University Center, which is what Clark is a part of. Okay. So, you know, it's Clark, Morehouse, and Spelman. And then it was... Um, Browns, but then they lost their accreditation. We're not going to talk about that part. But <clears throat> I, know somebody I was, that went there. yeah, so I was introduced to, to the AUC around high school, 
And I just had it in my mind that I wanted to go there. I'd never been there. I never mm-hmm. did the, the college tour. You know, in high school, you do the little college tour. Right, 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 never right, right. did that. Um, I used to read a lot of books. And one of the books that I was reading um, was based in Atlanta. Mm. So I'm like, I want to go. <laughs> see what that's, you know, to see it, experience it for myself. And then, um, oddly enough, I went to school for fashion and... At the time, nobody... And they had a fashion program? See, I was just getting ready to say that. Like, people did not know that Clark had a fashion department. Oh, wow. And it wasn't known for fashion or art, mm-hmm. but it was HBCU. I wanted to go to fashion, so I was like, I'm going. Right, right, so right, right. I ended up... I actually applied to three schools. Um, one in Atlanta, which is Clark, mm-hmm. New York, and L.A. And I got into two schools, one in L.A., one in Atlanta. Oh, wow. So I was torn between where I actually wanted to go. I'm not going to drag y'all down memory lane <laughs> and tell y'all what was the deciding factor, but I ended no, we up... we want to know the deciding factor. I ended up choosing Clark because I felt like it was in my heart, like, and it was in my budget. <laughs> and that does make a difference. And I was paying for it. Like, I paid for school out of pocket. Like, oh, I saved what? up. Yep. I was working two jobs. I saved up for like a year and a half, and wow. I packed up my little Camry. And drove down to Atlanta, and I was like, I'm doing this. Somebody is going to be so inspired by this. I'm doing this. So, um, have you ever made a decision, and you like, I'm not sure if this is the right decision. Mm-hmm. And then something happens, and you find yourself in the moment, and you get that yes moment. Like, mm-hmm. this is it. I have. I, that's, that's what I was going through in my mind when I got to Clark, when mm-hmm. I got to Atlanta. I'm like, am I really doing this? Can I do this? Like, I don't really have that much support. Like, I'm out here financially on my own. And I remember I was a transfer student, so I came, like, right in the middle of the semester. And my roommate, who I still talk to to this day, like, she welcomed me with upper arms. That's my dog. Is that Ashley? No, Ashley I met later. So, that's this is McQuinta. Right, like, we still, Ashley. yeah, we still friends to this day. Um, and she took me to the game. And at the game, they the had the, listen, baby, they had the, the, they had the drums out there, the band, they had the majorettes, they was out there dancing and just the culture and the vibe of that moment. Uh, I was sitting there in that moment, like, yes, this like, is this I'm is it. This is where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like that moment y'all got when y'all saw Beyonce do the, um, that concert last year. That's or any year, right? But I mean, you know, she did the HBCU inspired performance oh, at Coachella, right? Right, 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 right. right. So, right, right. if you have not been to HBCU and you saw that Coachella performance by Beyonce, that is the HBCU experience. Yes. Uh, and I get like chills because I was always obsessed with the guys that played the quad drums, mm-hmm. they was always the cutest guys, <laughs> and even if they wasn't like the cutest, they always had the muscles, yes, yes, yes. Ooh. I That's love the majorettes. Like, whenever I would see them moving, I would just they be stuck so in them. Like, yes, elegant. like, yes. I love it. I love it. I was first introduced, introduced like I said, through a different world. Um, but then my high school music teacher, Miss Jacqueline Carr, may she rest in peace. I love her to this day. Mm-hmm. Had it not been for her, I don't know where I would be today. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, she graduated from Central State and so she's like, you know, you need to audition and I feel like I remember her taking us on a trip there before. I, I forgot like, that well, music was your background and you used oh, to yes. sing. Yes. 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 And I need to get back into it. <clears throat> I'm such a 
that's another that's conversation. That's another conversation. <laughs> um, but so she introduced me to um Mr. Caldwell and so I auditioned over the phone in my mother's basement. Oh wow. Singing his eyes on the sparrow. Ooh. And so I got a little partial scholarship from that. And I remember the day that my, cause I went to college a little late. I had some issues with the proficiency test, and, okay, you know, okay. just being very transparent. Um, and so I went maybe two years after I was supposed to in my air quotation. Supposed to. Yeah. Um, so I remember my parents dropping me off and this was around a time, I can't think of what Brandy album it was. But I remember them dropping me off, and I remember sitting in the room crying. Really? Because I was like, this is a whole new world. It is. I don't know nobody up here. Exactly. All my friends back in Cincinnati. Mm Mm-hmm. So I sat there, and I cried. Can I make a segment to that? Yes. So I always say, you cannot let a missing passenger keep you from your destination. It's true. So just because you don't have friends around you or people you know around you does not mean that you cannot you go, go towards your destination. You got to go. A hundred percent. And that was the conclusion that I came to. Mm-hmm. I dried them tears up. And I'm a crier when you naturally. Yeah. I don't mind letting it out. Because once I let it out, then I'm full steam ahead. That's that Libra. Because I swear I'm the same way. Baby. <laughs> Uh, so I did that, and you know, I I don't even think I unpacked my stuff. I unpacked my stereo, like you know how we used to have a little CD players back mm-hmm. in the day. Played my little music. I was like, okay, I'm about to go outside, and I'm gonna meet somebody. Mm-hmm. And from there, we was, you know, smoking that was, and joking. And that was it. That was the that's the moment you had where you like, okay, I'm here. Right. Let me just deal right. with it. And it was cool. It was cool uh, on so many levels. I really, because at that point, I was still dealing and struggling with my sexuality. You know what? I was getting ready to say, going, not just going to school, but particularly going to HBCU, I found myself. Yes. While I was at Clark. I definitely, that was that, I had a moment where. I, that's when I decided to grow my hair out. Mm. I grew my hair out now, after. how was it before? I used to press it. I used to press my hair. Mm. I have a lot of hair, and I've always had a lot of hair, but mm. it was always straight. Gotcha. I would always straighten my hair. Um, I grew up with the, the kinky, curly hair that people want today. Right, I hated right. it. I got teased for it. And when I got old enough to do it, because I wasn't allowed to have a relaxer. My grandma mm. was not playing them she type of games. Here for the game. Right. So when yeah. I got old enough to do it myself, I did it. Right, right. And right. so when I first got to Clark, I had a relaxer in my hair. My hair was straight. Mm. And I would wear the wraps and the doobies and you know. And then I took um I took this social political um hybrid class with Georgette Thomas. I will never forget her. She was like one of she just had that essence that strong willed woman she was older she had a lot of experience had been through a lot and she was that she didn't teach us she it was like a, a preaching a teaching like a lesson like she had My her own was her child exactly that's what i felt and um I got so much from that class and by the end of that semester i was like i'm growing my hair out <laughs> and i started growing my hair out and it was definitely a struggle like- but we can probably get into that with the next. That's, a whole <laughs> that's, a, that's another conversation, but um, I definitely found I'm myself here. there. 
And speaking of finding oneself, I remember Dr. James, also may he rest in peace. He was, what was his position? I can't remember his exact position. Was he like the Dean of Students or something like that? Dean of Students, or he was over, I don't remember, that's not the point. <laughs> the point is, that I would see him pumping through campus with full-length furs mm. and, you know, real chocolate, nice haircut, mm -hmm. just looking very polished. Oh, that sounds like, I know. Every every uh, campus has that person that's, that's always on point because we definitely had that, yes. But, and I bring that point up because growing up, I always thought, and this is no shade to nobody, I always thought that, I was like, I can't, am I gay? I'm not gay because I'm not fat and I'm not loud. Oh, And okay. that was a stereotype that I had, which, you know, I've grown from that. And, of course, that's not a thing at this point in my life. But seeing him as a black, gay, well-educated man, mm -hmm. well-spoken, mm -hmm. I was like, wait, mm -hmm. this is a thing? Wow. And then he recruited me and he's like, I remember his first question to me was, what's your GPA? I know, that's right. I'm like, what? How you doing? Am I right? That's <laughs> um, And I don't remember my GPA at that moment, but he ended up uh, having me to become a student on the Board of Trustees, okay. a student representative for the Board of Trustees. Um, so that was kind of like a pivotal moment for me because then they had me traveling to all these different conferences and I was going to oh, DC wow. and I was going to Miami and I was going here and I was speaking on a state, the steps of the, uh, what's that shit called in Columbus? The state house is not the state um, house. In Columbus, Ohio? I don't know. I don't digress. Drag me right? <laughs> I digress. Anyway, so just all of that and I was like, so proud to be me exactly i am so proud and even the friends that i literally still keep in contact with today, mm -hmm. it's just amazing it's amazing i would say definitely going to hbcu mm -hmm. you, you will have that proud moment oh yeah especially being out you know i went to clark atlanta in atlanta mm -hmm. it's a lot of history in atlanta because it's in the south right. it's a lot of history with our culture our race Martin Luther King himself had his meetings on our campus. Mm. That's embedded in the spirit of Clark Atlanta. So I went to school for fashion, but it didn't matter what class I was taking. They gave us a history lesson. Absolutely. They made sure that we knew who we were and where mm -hmm. we came from because it was a part of that campus. So I had so many moments where I was angry from the information that I was receiving. Naturally. And then I had so many moments where I was so proud to be, you know, a part of this and mm -hmm. be coming from such, you know, greatness. So and Clark definitely shaped me, definitely made me. Clark whipped that, whipped my back, like, we're going to strengthen you up. One of the models of Clark is find a way or make a way. Mm. And that's, I say that to this day, I'm find a way or make one because mm. I definitely found a way or made like one that. through my whole experience through Clark. Like I said, I was paying by my by myself. Right, 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 right. So um being a fashion student, you have to take the art classes plus you taking the basic classes like your 
literature and your psychology and all that stuff. So it's double expensive. Books are expensive. Okay. Art supplies is expensive. Buying fabric. So I would have to choose between, am I going to buy this fabric and do this project and make this grade to keep my GPA up? Because I had a little scholarship. I needed my little scholarship right, money. Right, right, or am I going to pay this bill or pay my gas or whatever? And sometimes I had to make that sacrifice to where I didn't have no lights in my apartment, but I had fabric. No, yes, same. I'm serious. And, and it that's... was one time I had stole some gas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, I had scrounged up some pennies, right? It equaled a dollar. And I went to the gas station. And I was like, I want a dollar and six cent on pump, uh, whatever. And the guy like, how far is that going to get you? To class, mind like, your business. Hey, you got you <laughs> to get for me. Right. And that's why I'm so grateful for the people that I've met there because, mm-hmm. like, Ashley, you know, Ashley yes. is one of my very best friends Love and business Ashley. partner. She is the founder of Miss Ashley Allison Give blog. So MissAshleyAllison.com, you can find her blog information where she talks about her journey as an entrepreneur. And you can also check her Instagram out at Miss Ashley Allison on Instagram, M-I-S-S Ashley A-S-L A-S-H-L-E-Y. <laughs> There you go. Allison, A-L-L-I-S-O-N. I love But her. yes, Ashley, I used to sew in Ashley's kitchen when I did not have power in my apartment. Mm, that's a friend. Yes. she was. She would make my lunch, make sure I had some food to eat. I would sew in her, in her living room. If we had midterms and I didn't wow. have power in my apartment, I would be at her house doing my midterms. She'd have been at my house. We ain't had no furniture in my apartment, so we were sewing on the, the boxes that our sewing machines came in. <laughs> making it do what yes, it do. Yes, making a way or finding a way. Absolutely. So, if you Absolutely. look at my Instagram right now, Beverly underscore Keys, B-E-V-E-R-L-Y underscore K-E-Y-S, you will be amazed at mm. my progress and where I came from. And I because... wish I could see this coat. I don't necessarily have it on right now, but... You have a picture of it, don't you, on your Instagram? Yeah. But you read your Instagram, so I'm not sure if it's, it's on there. there. It's on but there. But, yeah. I'm going to always post one of the pictures. I know, that's right. Because the way you... Oh, and you know what? I got a bag that I need you to repurpose. It was a suede bag that I got from Banana Republic. Funny enough, I was in college working for Banana Republic. But the... You know, one of the it's a messenger bag, but one of the straps oh, okay. is like flailing in the wind. Yes. Uh, so I need you to hook that up. I loved working on your um on that jacket for you, only because of what it meant to you, because it came from your um, father, and that's one of the things that I love about what I do. I create and I make things, and I make things happen for people. Yes. I do custom apparel, so if you want anything, I could do it. If it's for yes. your birthdays, for your wedding, it's for whatever. No, I can we're make gonna it get happen. But I'm saying I love when people try on something that I've made and it gives them a different feeling. Like it gives them a sense of. Because like, no matter where I go, and we'll get into that into this next segment, but no matter where I go, they're like, where you get that jacket at? Huh? Where you buy that at? <laughs> Some things you can't buy. You can't buy that? Son. <laughs> Some things you just can't. Oh, well, that's great. That's great. Okay, so let's take. Uh, skirt, skirt. And let's talk about, um, and I'm sure he's going to listen to this. And he's one of my favorite photographers. Oh, okay. Um, but he had a question about, uh, white people that get full rides 
to an HBCU. Mm, I wish y'all could see me because I just took a deep breath and sat back in my seat. <laughs> <laughs> now we might have opposing views on this. Okay, we we probably will, but that's you know that's gonna that's make the fine. conversation good. So now, if a white boy or or excuse me, white man or white young lady comes to an HBCU, they are a minority at that point. That is correct. Um, so why should they not be afforded that same opportunity if I went to a predominantly white institution and I have that um, minority, minority privilege, if you will? Um, now, I'll say, we had, I remember this one white guy. I can't remember his name. He was cool. Mm-hmm. Cool, like he wasn't trying to be like super, super appropriating the culture. Like he was still himself. You could tell he was have been around us for a while. Have you ever thought like, um, like why go to HBCU? Cause they love us, girl. They are obsessed with us, and that's why uh, hashtag Black Girl Magic is on the rise. Everybody's searching Google for to see what Black Girl Magic is. If I was white, I would want to go too. Right, but I just feel like you go to an HBCU. Mm-hmm. So it's a, all HBCUs are private. If you're not aware of that, mm-hmm. they are privately funded. Correct. They don't get help from the government or from the state that the school is located in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the resources are limited, which means. HBCU is not for everybody because you're going to work a little bit harder. You need to be a little bit more smarter at HBCU. You're going to have to have more finesse. you got to have more ambition. you got to have more follow-through and be a little bit more tenacious when you're at HBCU. Very true. Um, And I say all those things to say that if you are a non-melanated individual and you are afforded the privilege that you have, Mm -hmm. you can take that and go anywhere mm-hmm. and capitalize on any situation, right? You can go to those schools that are funded by the state and by the the city that, that it, it is located in. That shit is boring, though. But you're just going to the HBCU just for the culture, just for the cultural experience. They want to be on a Kim K and a you know. And I don't think anything is wrong with, you know, soaking up the culture to a certain degree because I feel like they do love us, but then they don't appreciate. They want the rhythm, but they don't want the blues. They don't. How you doing? I would say something else, but I don't know if that's appropriate for your podcast. Everything's appropriate. Everybody want to be black, but don't nobody want to be a nigga. That's what I say all the time. It's like you want the culture. You want mm-hmm. the things that make us who we are, but you, then you don't want to deal with the fact that we have these stigmas and negative mm-hmm. things associated with us, and we have... We have to work extra hard. Even though it's 2019 Absolutely. and you think that racism doesn't exist. It's, it's alive. It's, it's here. It's alive. You still, I still have to code switch. You yeah. know, when I answer my phone and it's a, you know, a potential client or a potential employer, I still got to put the hello, this is Beverly Keys on. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm still answering my hello. <laughs> I still hello. have to do that. Like, I still have to work a little bit harder Mm -hmm. to prove that, you know, I can do the same things that my counterparts can do. And when you're at an HBCU, when you graduate from an HBCU and you have the HBCU on your resume, you have to work a a little bit harder than the rest. You still have to have that same 
tenacity. You still have to have that same ambition. You got to have a little bit more because you came from an HBCU. And people know that HBCUs are privately funded so that they lack resources. So they know that you may not have the certain experience that going to a traditional college student may have. So you got to work a little harder. And if you a non-melanated person, why choose that when you have been afforded this so-called privilege? I I wish I had somebody on this podcast right now that could speak to that. Yes, I wish we had like, please call in and let us know what you think. That would be so perfect. Because, you know, the the lady, uh, Rachel, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, Dazel? Rachel. Right. She she done snuck her way into the NAACP. She went to an HBCU and she had a scholarship. Did she? She did. And I felt like, you know, I went to an HBCU. I knew how hard it was. I knew that the resources were limited. I knew I was going to have to work a little bit harder. And I still wanted to go because I wanted that experience. I wanted the culture. Like, it really made me who it I am today. Great. Like, sometimes being outside in the summers. And... Listen. Child. But, you know, they give, certain companies give the school money so that they can give the student scholarships mm-hmm. and different merits. Shout out to Tom Joyner. Exactly. He was my, yes. That I got. Yes, um, I had a Coca-Cola scholarship when I was at Clark because, you know, Coca-Cola, that's Coca-Cola City. It's Atlanta, yeah, it's Coca-Cola City. So I had a a Coca-Cola scholarship, and then I also had a scholarship that came from Clark. But it's like, I don't know, her doing so, going to HBCU and then on a scholarship, I kind of felt you you took that away from someone. I can get that. I can get that. And then, like, what is she doing with it? But other... Other than trying to be in my face and me want to punch her in her face. <laughs> like, you haven't... And I won't say she hasn't because I don't follow, follow her. her. But, I mean, she worked for the NAACP. And, I, you know, I appreciate what she was trying to do. Mm-hmm. But I think had she been herself, it would have... She would have had a... See, that's when you have... She, <laughs> she would have had a greater impact had she just, you know, been herself and, and doing so. But... I don't know. I'm on the fence about, you know, non-melanated individuals. I don't have anything against them attending the HBCU, but it's mm-hmm. like... Well, pay your way. Pay your way. Because if I was, had to... These colleges and universities were built on our ancestors' backs. Exactly. And they were funded because we, yeah. we were not allowed to go to schools with, you know, our mm-hmm. non-melanated kind of counterparts. So. And I've been to a traditional college. Actually, before I went to Clark, I, like I said, I transferred into Clark. I had, um, I had a, I started off in business. So I had a mm-hmm. business management associate, and then I mm-hmm. transferred into Clark into the fashion department. Nice. And I went to, um, I started off in Cincinnati, went to Cincinnati State. Then oh, okay. I finished my business degree at UNCC. And mm-hmm. since I say we don't count, it counts. It, it counts, but not far as like cultural experience, like. Well, yeah, that's yeah, true. But I went to UNCC, um, University of North Carolina in Charlotte, and nothing like an HBCU. No. It was so humdrum. Mm-hmm. Like, it was dry, I'm It sure. was dry. It was very dry. But I had to pay my way through that traditional college. Mm-hmm. You know what? I take that back. I remember going to Hughes and... 
going over to UC. Mm-hmm. And they would have like these, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like these uh, events where it was like people of color and they would have music and they would have vendors and they mm-hmm. would have this. And I'm in high school at this point. Oh no! What was um, that called? Oh, it just lost my mind. It just it just slipped my mind. Um, Girl, we used to get because we cute used for to that. go up there. I wasn't old enough to even be in college, but my <laughs> sisters would go. We would they would take me up there. Like it would be like around the summertime. Yes. and they would take me up there. We would just walk up and down. Like it was so lit. I was, it was maybe so like. Lit. I was about 15. I ain't know nothing about nothing. My nah, sister used to have me mama. everywhere. Let me call her. You know I got her number. Let me call her right they now. They used to have me everywhere. No, I love it. Um, So, we love our HBCUs. Um, when was the last time you went to homecoming? Ooh, last time I went to homecoming was about... It's been too long. It's been too long. It was, too. It's been about four years since I went to um, Clark Homecoming. And it's always around my birthday, so I will always mm. celebrate my birthday at homecoming. I'm definitely going to homecoming this year. Like We need to make that happen. You need um, to come to Central's homecoming, and I need to go to Clark. You definitely got to come to Atlanta for Clark uh, homecoming. And Lord. I know I got somewhere to stay. I got a couple of places to stay in Atlanta. Lord. Where One is Clark Atlanta as far as, like, downtown? It's downtown. Place? It's downtown. Okay. Um um, close to Martin Luther King, gotcha. um, James P. Brawley. Nice. Yeah, not far from the stadium. They got the new stadium down there. Yeah, that's where my sister performed. Oh, okay. My sister Beyonce. I was about to say, who you, you got a sister? <laughs> Beyonce, everybody's sister. All right, you guys. We're going to go into our next segment: breaking. Beauty. Mm, interesting. And with this segment, we're going to talk about Beverly and uh, her rise and her claim to fame as being a noted, noted. made to measure <laughs> designer. Ooh, I feel so fancy. <laughs> rise to fame. I'm still rising. <laughs> And I love being around Linda. You know Linda, my homegirl, mm-hmm. that's the author. Yeah. Like, my vocabulary is like... I bet. It's growing. I know that's right. It's growing. That's another conversation. <laughs> um, but then we're also going to talk about our skincare routines. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm sure you get a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of questions. And my skin is like being really weird right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks good. I don't know why you think it's being weird. No, nah, you know how you look at yourself and it's like, You don't see yourself the way you it, you really should. Ugh. That's the thing. That's another <laughs> that's we'll another topic. We'll yeah. Um, but let's start with we touched a little bit on how you got your start at Clark mm-hmm. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I had the pleasure of being at your uh inaugural <laughs> you, you can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> we need a video podcast so you can see how we really in here cutting up. <laughs> Wait, I'm about to cry. Your inaugural <laughs> launch of your 
was it spring, summer? What was the collection? So it was a collection. Um, it didn't really have a specific time frame for our seasons concerned. Um, and I'm not traditional in that way because the, the fashion industry, the standard is for in the fall, you're supposed to show your spring collection in the spring, you show your fall with Beverly keys. I show whatever I want to show when I want to show it. Um, so I launched my collection, Beverly dash keys.com, which is where you can see the collection. Mm -hmm. Um, I launched my collection here in New York in Soho this past October. Um, it was a, a, a hybrid. It was like a celebration of my birthday and a celebration of my accomplishments all in the same. Man, that I moved, was so fucking live. It, like. I moved to New York a, a year and a half ago for that very purpose, to launch my, my collection. And I had already had the collection going. I have already done a lot of freelance projects. Um, I'm a custom designer, so like I said before, I've done everything from bridesmaids to swimwear. And so, um, this so past, everyday people like myself, everyday, everyday people, alterations, mm-hmm. anything you could think of, um, I do. So in October, I launched my collection, which we shot partly in New York and then partly in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And Jackie did the makeup for the New York shoot. So you were a part of it and you were able to see, we were running through the streets of New York oh during this photo shoot, trying to capture these angles and capture looks it before the sun went down. It was it was crazy. It was, it was, it was fun, fun though. It was, it was definitely fun. And you'll see um all those photos on my website and my Instagram as well. But um at that moment, it was just such a moment for me because me moving to New York was such a jump. Um and I'm a leaper. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm not um I'm not a planner like I should be. I plan to a certain extent, but I'm uh you know by by sight type of person like I I fly by night I'll just jump into it and I remember um when I was at Clark I was working at Walgreens I was Mm full-time working 40 hours and then I had 18 credit hours so I was taking six classes and I remember I was feeling so defeated one day because I was like I really need to be in New York I want to move I really want to get into my fashion but Mm -hmm. at that moment Things just seem so impossible when you're, you know, in a different situation. Definitely. And this, I feel like, um, <clears throat> I don't know what people believe in or what your spirituality is, but I feel like God sometimes talks to you mm-hmm. and sends people, you know, to deliver messages. I believe that. So a random customer, I didn't know her. She was an older lady. Mm-hmm. She didn't have any kids. And she was trying, she was talking to me during the transaction. And I told her how I was in fashion. I went to move to New York. And she was like, well, what's stopping you? And I was like, well, I don't have the money to. And she didn't say anything. She got real quiet. She dug into her bag. And she was fumbling around for a minute. Pulled out a dollar. She said, you got a pen? I handed her a pen. And I'm looking like, what is she doing <laughs> with this dollar? Turned the dollar over and circled it. And it said, in God we trust. Mm. And she said, in God we trust. All others pay in cash. Mm. I probably would have started crying. I think I did. So, in that moment, I was like, I have to trust. And I have to have faith. And I have to follow through on it. Even though I don't have the so-called resources that I think I need to have. Right, 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 right. So, I've always, um, meeting that lady, I never saw her again, ever. Mm. But that always stuck with me. Anytime I'm all, anytime I'm in a situation where I'm like, 
I feel like I'm lacking something, mm-hmm. I remember that dollar with that circle on it in, in God, God we trust. trust. So when I moved to New York, it was one of those in God we trust moments. Like I literally just leaped. Same. <laughs> this is I, not about me, but we're I literally out. just leaped into New York and I'm like, okay, if I find a job, then I can just get a little coin. And then I found a job, then I found another job. Now I'm working two jobs. Now I'm working two jobs and I have enough money to be in New York, but then I don't have enough time to do what I came here to do. So, so in the midst, balance that? in the midst of it all, I really think it was just pure desire, ambition, and faith. Like, because I was working two jobs while I was putting that launch party together, putting that collection together, doing the photo shoots. We did the video in New York. Mm-hmm. I also shot the other half Shout of out it. Shout Club Quarters. Club Quarters. They hosted us for the, 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 the second half of the photo shoot. Kat Harper, who, who is one of my favorite photographers. I work with her. She started my her. website. I absolutely love her. Um, she came up to New York and shot here. And mm-hmm. then... Um, I flew to Atlanta later on last year to finish the um, the other end of that photo shoot. And what's up? Hey, we're recording my podcast. Oh, I guess he doesn't. Huh? We're recording my podcast. You want to come say hi? Oh, sure. <laughs> come say hi. This is my one of my roommates. Hello. Tell them your name. Where can they find you? Brandon. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Brandon so. underscore <laughs> Brandon underscore uh, Laurent L A R O N. I sing. Oh, you right. sing? Yeah. Okay, well, no, come back. You got to hit a note. Oh, shit. <laughs> what kind of note? La, 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 okay, how about this? How about I say a word uh-huh. and then whatever is inspired by the word, like a song or anything you think of, you sing it, okay? All right. Okay, let me see. Let me see. Um, <laughs> love. <laughs> I love you, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, I didn't think you were going to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think that was either. Oh. Just, you know. No, that was good. That was good, that was good. Thank you. On the spot, I right. love it. I'll get back, I'll get back to you. All right. Bye. Come and join us if you feel like you want to. <laughs> that, hey, he got a nice voice. I know, I might need you at my next event. <laughs> Let me find out. What was we talking about? The photo shoot. Oh, okay. And, you know, balancing two jobs and trying to follow through with your passion and your dreams. So, um, I'm one of those type of people that once I get my mind wrapped around something, I'm doing it. Like, I follow through. Yes, yes, and yes, so, yes, that yes, yes. good old Clark instilled that final way to make a way in me. So, I li- that was it. Like, I don't, I can't even tell you how I, how I did it. It was just God moved me. Moved my hands and made me so. It made me... <laughs> Made me do everything. Um, the collection was inspired by one of my favorite movies, which is What's Love Got to Do With It, because I love Angela Bassett. Um, Angela Bassett has a new skincare uh, line out, even though we didn't get a chance to talk about it. I didn't get a chance to really dig into that skincare line, so I'm not, uh, I don't want to say too much about it, but love Angela Bassett. Um, What's Love Got to Do With It? It's one of my favorite movies. Um, you know, it's... Let me find out J.P. Morgan got you a whole North Face jacket. This is a good company to work for, okay? <laughs> I'm still 9 to 5, keep the dream alive right now. You got to. But, I ain't too far behind you on that. Yeah, so, yeah. That collection was inspired by the movie, by Tina Turner, the, the glam, that um, very glitzy red carpet, a lot of fringe, a lot of sparkle in a very elegant way. 
So please, please check it out at beverly-keys.com. Um, it was, that was my baby. That, that project was, was so my baby. Much fun. And I literally came to be a participant somehow. Ended up I being in service. There. Yes, because that's Jackie. <laughs> like, Jackie looked out for me at every step of the way. When I told him the yeah. idea of me having a launch party, I had the whole conversation with him. And yeah. the first thing he said was, Whatever you need help with, let me know. Let me know. Let me know whatever you need. Let me know. So it was, I, I'm so grateful for the people who were around and had their hands uh, in it because I needed that. Like, I definitely, you need a village of people, you need a team. Absolutely. Like, as an entrepreneur, no matter what industry you're in or trying to be in, you definitely have to build your team and Absolutely. have people around you that you trust and that support you. And Jackie has definitely has been one of those people. Likewise. That party was, it was. I wish I could have enjoyed it because I was working so much. And yeah. I did the, the video recap of it. And I went back and watched the video. And I'm like, this party was kind of lit. No. <laughs> it was everything. <laughs> and my one friend, when we get back to the hotel, I ain't going to name no names. I already know y'all was still. So we was lit. <laughs> and I'm trying to think. We ended up going somewhere else after that. And then they like, okay, drinks on us. So... No, whatever place we was at. It was like some comedy show. Baby, when I tell you we got back to the hotel, my friend was so lit. He was like, I love Beverly. <laughs> I loved him too. He came through and did the photography for my um for the party as yeah. well. John Kurt. I had a lot of people. I like I said, a lot of people were involved. Um what Tammy was the girl's name? Decor. She did the she came and set up and did the decorations. Nice. Um I, let me see. I don't want to mess this man's name up, but the guy who did the the video for my party. No, he was everything. He definitely, he did not miss or skip a beat. Um, he captured every angle. He was very personable. Every and then, moment. Like, yes. And then when he did the final beat. edit of the video, it was everything. It was everything. I am not going to mess his name up. I'm going to look him up right now. I want to say it's like Redbox or Red something. Okay, on Instagram, his name is Real Hotbox. R-E-A-L-H-O-T-B-O-X. And he partnered with Trail Visuals, so he was sent out by him. Mm -hmm. But he actually shot the actual event, and um, Trail Visuals did the... The editing of the video together, but okay, gotcha. together they did a very good oh, job. 100%. It was it was amazing. I actually have another event that I'm working on um, this summer in June. I'm going to be doing my little pop up thing that I was telling you about. Um, so it's going to be a mixture of fashion and art. I'm going to have some artists there. It's going to be art on the wall. I'll have other designers there with their work, including mine. It's going to be a mixer. I'll have drinks. I'll have um, some live demonstrations. And it's going to be it's gonna be fun. So I'll keep y'all. Yeah, yeah, drinks. Keep, I'm there. Look at you. <laughs> Free drinks. Yeah. I'll but keep my everybody mother always says, watch your drinking. Watch your drinking. Keep it cute. Like keep it nice and polite. I got this, girl. I got this. That's lovely, 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 lovely. So I want to know... Because I've been to, and if you are familiar with New York and fabric, then you know Mood, mm-hmm. uh, which is a store here in New York that has 
aisles on top of aisles on top of aisles of fabric. You know what's ironic? I don't shop at Mood. You don't? Why? Mood is such like a tourist place. Like, because it's on TV, it's like a commercialized place. Everybody, let's go to New York. Let's go to Mood. There's so many gems in the fashion, um, in the garment district. Right down the street. It is in Brooklyn on Fulton. Um, And I know them, they know me. Um, And I go to the garment district out in Manhattan, and I've made friends with just about all those little gems that you could find outside of Mood. Um, Mood has good fabric. Um, They have um, some amazing beading. I like to work with beading and a lot of um, like that fringe and sequence and that sparkly eye-catching kind of fabric. Mm -hmm. So they have a lot of that um, when I'm working with bridal or like prom clients. But it's so commercialized that... Mm -hmm. um, I like, to, I like to go to places where I can find things that I can't find anywhere else. I get you. And then um, you have those people who, this is their store. They own the store. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be more personable. They're going to talk to you. They're going to, their the relationship that you have with the customer is a little bit more important than mm-hmm. Mood, who is, you know, a corporate store. Bringing you in, bringing right. you out. Um, so no shade to Mood. I like them. It's just, I, I do shop at a, a lot of other places. Gotcha. Oh, so let's talk about. Because I think we've had enough of fashion. Mm-hmm. And fashion we just passed. It is. And I wasn't able to attend this particular one, uh, which is fine. Once I was about saying, that's once. all right. Once you've been there once, you've been there thrice. Yeah. And it is okay. Let's talk about our skincare routine. Oh, I'm so glad you said that while I'm eating my vegan yogurt. Oh, because where's my vegan noodles you were supposed to bring me? That's another subject. Listen, mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm a large out. part of skincare is what you put in your body. You can put whatever you want on your skin, but you have to be mindful of what you put in your body. It's so true. Um, so, Beverly. You would consider yourself vegan, vegetarian. So I don't like labels. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I only say that because I'll eat some cheese when I want to eat some cheese, or you know. But they I'm, have vegan cheese. Uh, it don't. Uh uh-uh. uh. That vegan cheese, that shit don't melt. It don't melt, right? What is this? It don't melt. Or if I want a piece of cake, I'm gonna eat a piece of cake. No, I love that. And a real vegan, they won't have cake because it has an egg in it, gotcha. or they won't have a cookie because it has an egg in it. And I got a gray hair in my nose. I promise it ain't no booger. No, I, it's okay. That. I saw it. It's okay. I saw the little silver line. It's not a booger. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but I don't eat meat of any kind. Like not fish, no chicken, mm-hmm. only vegetables. <clears throat> Excuse me. Vegetables, fruit. And I get creative. Um, I, sometimes I eat a lot of carbs because... I'm on the go, right. so it's quick and it fills me up. But I try but to stay you're not out of shape. No, because I walk so much. This is New York. Is Somebody true. asked me if I if I worked out. I said no. I just been walking around New York with these heavy ass Tim's on. <laughs> That's a workout Shit. in itself. Literally. But um, when it comes to skincare, I'm pretty simple. Um, I like to try my little natural remedies sometimes. So mm-hmm. I'll use one of my clients has me using apple cider vinegar. For my face. And as a way? toner. 
So I'll after I'll wash my face, um, then I'll just And what are you washing with? So I use right now just Neutrogena, um and it's very light. It's a mm-hmm. Neutrogena Hydroblast. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have any acne treatment in it. And I use that and it helps moisturize too. So it's a moisturizer cleanser. Mm-hmm. After I rinse that off, then I'll tone it with the, the apple cider vinegar. Mm-hmm. And then I moisturize and I'll moisturize with the Neutrogena Hydroblast Hyaluronic Cream. It comes in a little blue jar. I use that at night and in the daytime. But when the sun starts to come out and it's the season change, then I like to use something with a little SPF in it. And I know, contrary to what people believe, that black people don't need SPF. We do. You really do. Mm-hmm. You should because the sun will cause your skin to not have as much. Look a little... Ashy, um, especially in the cold, yeah. Skin cancer, unfortunately, yeah. So, So definitely definitely in the summer, give me a little SPF. Yes, yes, yes. My skincare routine, considering that that is part of my background, Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I've worked for the Chanel's and the Tom Ford's, and you know, all of those are great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all of those are great and fine and dandy. Um, but it's funny because when I, I'm an ingredients studier, if that's the word. Um, when I look at those ingredients, a lot of times I see certain oils mm-hmm. that we already use, certain butters, the shea butters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like really streamlined my routine. Now it changes mm-hmm. from seasons. Mm-hmm. It changes. Um, I've been retaining it in the wintertime. I do use shea butter. That whipped shea butter, mm-hmm. baby. Or sometimes I'll buy shea butter and then I'll add coconut oil to it and whip it myself. And I was talking to somebody about you about the whipped shea butter. Who was that? My homegirl Chloe. Because mm-hmm. she uses the shea butter. And I was like, girl, have you tried the whip? So how do you whip yours? So I have like a what is that thing you use to beat the eggs? The shit, you know what I'm talking about. You got the visual in your mm-hmm. mind, right? Yes. Yeah. I so that. So I'll um I'll use that, or I have like the medicine turner. Mm. So I'll buy like that the chunky shea butter, right? right and right, then right. um you let it get room temperature so it's warm, and add the coconut oil to it, and that has to be room temperature because it'll be solid right, if it's not. Right, right, right. And then I just whip it in the bowl like you would mm. eggs, and it'll get real soft. I wonder, can I put it in my neutral blender? That might get a little messy. Yeah, it would. I don't know about that. <laughs> All right. I wouldn't. Wouldn't recommend. It's so called privilege. I wonder. I wish I had somebody on this podcast right now that could speak to that. Yes, I wish we had like. I please wish. call in and let us know. Oh. What you think. Because that would be so perfect. Because, you know, the the lady, uh, Rachel, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, Do- Dazel? Rachel? Dolezal. Right. She she done snuck her way into the NAACP. Girl, she went to an HBCU and she had a scholarship. And did she? She did. And I felt like, I, you know, I went to an HBCU. I knew how hard it was. I knew that the resources were limited. I knew I was going to have to work a little bit harder. And I still wanted to go because I wanted that experience. I wanted the culture. Like, it really made me who it I am today. Great. Like, sometimes being outside in the summers. And... Listen. 
But, you know, they give, certain companies give the school money so that they can give the student scholarships mm-hmm. and different merits. Shout out to Tom Joyner. Exactly, he was one yes. That I got. Yes, um, I had a Coca-Cola scholarship when I was at Clark because, you know, nice. Coca-Cola, that's Coca-Cola it's City. In it's Atlanta, yes, yeah, Coca-Cola City. So, right, right. I had a, a Coca-Cola scholarship and then I also had a scholarship that came from Clark, but it's like... I don't know her doing so, going to an HBCU and then on a scholarship. I kind of felt you you took that away from someone. I can get that. I can get that. And then, like, what is she doing with it? But other, other than trying to be in my face and me want to punch her in her face, <laughs> like you haven't. And I won't say she hasn't because I don't follow, follow her. her. But I mean, she worked for the NAACP and I, you know, I appreciate what she was trying to do, mm-hmm. but I think had she been herself, it would have, she would have had a, see, that's what would have. She, <laughs> she would have had a greater impact had she just, you know, been herself and, and doing so. But I don't know. I'm on the fence about, you know, non-melanated individuals I don't have anything against them attending the HBCU, but it's mm-hmm. like... Well, pay your way. Pay your way. Because if was, I had to... These colleges and universities were built on our ancestors' backs. Exactly. And they were funded because we, yeah. we were not allowed to go to schools with, you know, our mm-hmm. non-melanated kind of counterparts. So, Correct. Correct. And I've been to a traditional college. Actually, before I went to Clark, I, like I said, I transferred into Clark. I mm-hmm. had... um. I had a. I started off in business, so I had a mm-hmm. business management associate, and then I mm-hmm. transferred into Clark into the fashion department. Nice. And I went to. Um, I started off in Cincinnati, in Cincinnati State. Then oh, okay. I finished my business degree at UNCC, and mm-hmm. Cincinnati State really don't count. It counts. It, it count, but not far as like cultural experience, like. Well, yeah, that's yeah. True. But I went to UNCC, um, University of North Carolina at Charlotte, and. Nothing like an HBCU. No. It was so humdrum. No. Like it was dry. I'm it sure. was dry. It was very dry. But I had to pay my way through that traditional college. You know what? I take that back. I remember going to Hughes and going over to UC, mm-hmm. and they would have like these. I don't remember what it was called, but it was like these uh, events where it was like people of color and they would have music and they would have vendors and they mm-hmm. would have this. And I'm in high school at this point. Oh, no. What um, was that called? Oh, it just lost my mind. It just, it just slipped my mind. Um, Girl, we used to get Because we cute used to go up there. I wasn't old enough to even be in college, but my <laughs> sisters would go. We would, they would take me up there. Like it used to be like around the summertime, yes. and they would take me up there. We would just walk up and down. Like it was so lit. I was, was maybe so like, lit. I was about fifteen. I ain't know nothing about nothing. My nah, sisters used to have me mama. everywhere. You call her. You know I got her number. You call her right they now. They used to have me everywhere. No, I love it. Um, so we love our HBCUs. Um, when was the last time you went to homecoming? Ooh, last time I went to homecoming was about, it's been too long. It's been too long. Me it was, too. it's been about four years since I went to, um, Clark homecoming and it's always around my birthday. So I will always mm. celebrate my birthday at homecoming. 
I'm definitely going to homecoming this year. Like we need to make that happen. You need um, to come to Central's homecoming, and I need to go to Clark. You definitely got to come to Atlanta for Clark uh, homecoming. And Lord. I know I got somewhere to stay. I got a couple of places to stay in Atlanta. Lord. Where One is Clark Atlanta as far as like downtown? It's downtown. Place? It's downtown. Um, um, close to Martin Luther King. Gotcha. On um, James P. Brawley. Yeah, nice. not far from the stadium. They got the new stadium down there. Yeah, that's where my sister performed. Oh, okay. My sister Beyonce. I was about to say, who you, you got a sister? <laughs> Beyonce, that's everybody's funny. sister. All right, you guys. We're going to go into our next segment: Breaking Beauty. Mm, interesting. And with this segment, we're going to talk about Beverly and uh, her rise and her claim to fame as being a noted, noted. made to measure <laughs> designer. Ooh, I feel so fancy. <laughs> <laughs> rise to fame. I'm still rising. <laughs> and I love being around Linda. You know, Linda, my homegirl, mm-hmm. the doctor. Yeah. Like, my vocabulary is like. I bet. It's growing. I know that's right. It's growing. That's another conversation. Um, but then we're also going to talk about our skincare routines. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm sure you get a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of questions. And my skin is like being really weird right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks good. I don't know why you think it's being weird. No, you know how you look at yourself and it's like... You don't see yourself the way you it, you really should. Ugh. That's the thing. That's another... <laughs> that's we'll another topic. We'll get yeah. into it. Um, but let's start with... We touched a little bit on how you got your start at Clark mm-hmm. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I had the pleasure of being at your uh, inaugural... <laughs> you can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> we need a video podcast so you can see how we really in here cutting up. <laughs> Wait, I'm about to cry. Your inaugural <laughs> launch of your was it spring, summer? What was the collection? So it was a collection. Um, it didn't really have a specific time frame for our seasons concern. Um, and I'm not traditional in that way because the, the fashion industry, the standard is for in the fall, you're supposed to show your spring collection in the spring. You show your fall with Beverly keys. I show whatever I want to show when I want to show it. Um, so I launched my collection, beverly-keys.com, which is where you can see the collection. Mm -hmm. Um, I launched my collection here in New York, in Soho, this past October. Um, it was a, a, a hybrid. It was like a celebration of my birthday and a celebration of my accomplishments all in the same. Man, that I moved, was so fucking live. It, like. I moved to New York a, a year and a half ago for that very purpose, to launch my, my collection. And I had already had the collection going. I have already done a lot of freelance projects. Um, I'm a custom designer, so like I said before, I've done everything from bridesmaids to swimwear. 
And so, um, this the past... everyday people like myself. Everyday, everyday people, alterations, mm-hmm. anything you could think of, um, I do. So, in October, I launched my collection, which we shot partly in New York and then partly in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And Jackie did the makeup for the New York shoot, so you were a part of it, and you were able to see. We were running through the streets of New York oh during God. this photo shoot, trying to capture these angles and capture looks it before the sun went down. It was it was crazy. It was fun, though. It was definitely fun. And you'll see um, all those photos on my website and my Instagram as well. But um, at that moment, it was just such a moment for me because... Me moving to New York was such a jump, um, and I'm a leaper. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not. Um, I'm not a planner like I should be. I plan to a certain extent, but I'm, uh, you know, by by Whoa. sight type of person. Like I, I fly by night. I'll just jump into it. And I remember um, when I was at Clark, I was working at Walgreens. I was full time, mm-hmm. working forty hours, and then I had eighteen credit hours. So I was taking six classes. And I remember I was feeling so defeated one day because I was like, I really need to be in New York. I want to move. I really want to get into my fashion. But mm-hmm. at that moment, things just seem so impossible when you're, you know, in a different situation. Definitely. And this, I feel like, um, <clears throat> I don't know what people believe in or what your spirituality is, but I feel like God sometimes talks to you mm-hmm. and sends people, you know, to deliver messages. I believe that. So, a random customer, I didn't know her. She was an older lady. Mm-hmm. She didn't have any kids. And she was trying, she was talking to me during the transaction. And I told her how I was in fashion. I went to move to New York. And she was like, well, what's stopping you? And I was like, well, I don't have the money to. And she didn't say anything. She got real quiet. Mm-hmm. She dug into her bag. And she was fumbling around for a minute. Pulled out a dollar. She said, you got a pen? I handed her a pen, and I'm looking like, what is she doing <laughs> with this dollar? Turned the dollar over and circled it, and it said, in God we trust. Mm. And she said, in God we trust, all others pay in cash. Mm. I probably would have started crying. I think I did. So, in that moment, I was like, I have to trust, and I have to have faith, and I have to follow through on it, even though I don't have the so-called resources that I think I need to have. So I've always, um, meeting that lady, I never saw her again, ever. Mm. But that always stuck with me. Anytime I'm I'm in a situation where I'm like, I feel like I'm lacking something, Mm -hmm. I remember that dollar with that circle on it, and and God God we trust. trust. So when I moved to New York, it was one of those in God we trust moments. Like, I literally just leaped. Same. <laughs> this is I, not about me, but we'll get I literally just leaked into New York, and I'm like, okay, if I find a job, then I could just get a little coin. And then I found a job, and I found another job. Now I'm working two jobs. Now I'm working two jobs, and I have enough money to be in New York, but then I don't have enough time to do what I came here to do. So, so in the midst, balance that. In the midst of it all, I really think it was just pure desire, ambition, and faith, like. Mm-hmm. Because I was working two jobs while I was putting that launch party together, putting that collection together, doing the photo shoots. We did the video in New York. Mm-hmm. I also shot the other half Shout of out it. Shout Club Quarters. Club Quarters. They hosted us for the, 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 the second half of the photo shoot. Kat Harper, who, who is one of my favorite photographers, I work with her. She started love my her. website. I absolutely love her. Um, she came up to New York and shot here. And mm-hmm. then... Um, 
I flew to Atlanta later on last year to finish the um, the other end of that photo shoot. And hey. what's up? Hey, we're recording my podcast. Oh, I guess he doesn't. Huh? We're recording my podcast. You want to come say hi? Oh, sure. <laughs> come say hi. This is my one of my roommates. Hello. Tell them your name. Where can they find you? Brandon. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Brandon so. underscore <laughs> <laughs> Brandon underscore uh, Laurent L E R O N. I sing. Oh, you right. sing? Yeah. Okay, well, no, come back. You got to hit a note. Oh, shit. <laughs> what kind of note? La, 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 okay, how about this? La, 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 la. How about I say a word uh-huh. and then whatever is inspired by the word, like a song or anything you think of, you sing it, okay? All right. Okay, let me see. <laughs> let me see. Um, <laughs> love. <laughs> I love you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, I didn't think you were going to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think that was either. Oh. <laughs> no, that was good. That was good, that was good. Thank you. On the spot, I right. love it. I'll get back, I'll get back to you. All right. Come Bye. and join us if you feel like you want to. <laughs> that, hey, he got a nice voice. I know, I might need you at my next event. <laughs> Let me find out. What was we talking about? The photo shoot. Okay. And, you know, balancing two jobs and trying to follow through with your passion and your dreams. So, um, I'm one of those type of people that once I get my mind wrapped around something, I'm doing it. Like, I follow through. Yes, yes, and yes, so, yes, that yes, yes. good old Clark instilled that final way or make a way in me. So, I lived, that was it. Like, I don't, I can't even tell you how I, how I did it. It was just God moved me. Moved my hands and made me so. It made me... <laughs> Made me do everything. Um, the collection was inspired by one of my favorite movies, which is What's Love Got to Do With It, because I love Angela Bassett. Um, Angela Bassett has a new skincare uh, line out, even though we didn't get a chance to talk about it. I didn't get a chance to really dig into that skincare line, so I'm not, I don't want to say too much about it, but love Angela Bassett. Um, What's Love Got to Do With It is one of my favorite movies. Um, you know, it's... Let me find out J.P. Morgan got you a whole North Face jacket. This is a good company to work for, okay? <laughs> I'm still 9 to 5, keep the dream alive right now. You got to. But, I ain't too far behind you on that. Yeah, so, yeah. The collection was inspired by the movie, by Tina Turner, the, the glam, that um, very glitzy red carpet, a lot of fringe, a lot of sparkle in a very elegant way. So please, please check it out at beverly-keys.com. Um, it was, that was my baby. That, that project was, was so my baby. much fun. And I literally came to be a participant somehow. Ended up I being in service. Working. Yes, because that's Jackie. <laughs> like, Jackie looked out for me at every step of the way. When I told him the yeah. idea of me having a launch party, I had the whole conversation with him. And yeah. the first thing he said was, Whatever you need help with, let me know. Let me know. Let me know whatever you need. So it was, I'm so grateful for the people who were around and had their hands in it because I needed that. Like, I definitely, you need a village of people. You need a team. Like, as an entrepreneur, no matter what industry you're in or trying to be in, you definitely have to build your team and have people around you that you trust and that support you. And Jackie has definitely been one of those people. That party was, it was... I wish I could have enjoyed it because I was working so much. And yeah. I did the, the video recap of it. And I went back and watched the video. And I'm like, this party was kind of lit. No. <laughs> it was everything. 
And it my was one friend, we got back to the hotel. I ain't gonna name no name. I already know y'all was too. So we was lit. <laughs> and I'm trying to think. We ended up going somewhere else after that. And then they like, okay, drinks on us. So, you know, whatever place we was at. It was like some comedy show. Baby, when I tell you we got back to the hotel, my friend was so lit. He was like, I love Beverly. <laughs> I loved him too. He came through and did the photography for my um for the party as yeah. well. John Kurt. I had a lot of people. I like I said, a lot of people were involved. Um what Timmy Decor, she did the she came and set up and did the decorations. Nice. Um I, let me see. I don't wanna mess this man name up, but the guy who did the the video for my party no, he was everything. He definitely, he did not miss or skip a beat. Um, he captured every angle. He was very personable. Every and then, moment. Like, yes. And then when he did the final me. edit of the video, it was everything. It was everything. A thousand percent. Agree. I am not going to mess his name up. I'm going to look him up right now. I want to say it's like Red Box or Red something. Okay, on Instagram, his name is Real Hot Box, R E A L H O T B O X. Um, and he partnered with Trail Visuals, so he was sent out by him, mm-hmm. but he actually shot the actual event, and um, Trail Visuals did the, the editing for the video together. But okay, gotcha. together, they did a very good job. It was, it was amazing. I actually have another event that I'm working on. Um, this summer in June, I'm gonna be doing my little pop up thing that I was telling you about. Um, so it's gonna be a mixture of fashion and art. I'm gonna have some artists there. It's gonna be art on the wall. I'll have other designers there with their work, including mine. It's gonna be a mixer. I'll have drinks. I'll have um, some live demonstrations, and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. So I'll keep y'all. Yeah, drinks. Keep, I'm there. Look at you. <laughs> Free drinks. Yeah, I keep everybody Watch your drinking. Watch your drinking. Keep it cute. Keep it nice and polite. I got this, girl. I got this. That's lovely, 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 lovely. So I want to know, because I've been to, and if you are familiar with New York and fabric, then you know Mood, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a store here in New York that has aisles on top of aisles on top of aisles of fabric. You know what's ironic? I don't shop at Mood. You don't? Why? Mood is such like a tourist place. Like, because it's on TV, it's like a commercialized place. Everybody, let's go to New York, let's go to Mood. There's so many gems in the fashion, um, in the garment district. right down the street. It is in Brooklyn, on Fulton. Um, And I, I know them, they know me. Um, and I go to the garment district out in Manhattan and I've made friends with just about all those little gems that you could find outside of mood. Um, mood has good fabric. Um, they have, um, some amazing beading. I like to work with beading and a lot of, um, like that fringe and sequence and that sparkly eye catching kind of fabric. Mm -hmm. So they have a lot of that. Um, when I'm working with bridal or like prime clients, but it's so commercialized that, um, 
I like to, I like to go to places where I can find things that I can't find anywhere else. I get you. And then um, you have those people who this is their store. They own the store, mm-hmm. so they're going to be more personable. They're going to talk to you. They're going to their the relationship that you have with the customers will be more important than That's Mood, true. who is you know a corporate store. Bring you in, bring you right. Out. Um, so no shade to Mood. I like them. It's just I I do shop at a, a lot of other places. Gotcha. Oh, so let's talk about. Because I think we've had enough of fashion. Mm-hmm. And fashion we just passed. It is. And I wasn't able to attend this particular one, uh, which is fine. Once I was about saying, that's once, all right. Before <laughs> you've been there once, you've been there thrice. Yeah. And it is okay. Let's talk about our skincare routine. Oh, I'm so glad you said that while I'm eating my vegan yogurt. Oh, because where's my vegan noodles you were supposed to bring me? That's another subject. Listen, mm-mm, mm-mm, I'm a large you out. part of skincare is what you put in your body. You can put whatever you want on your skin, but you have to be mindful of what you put in your body. It's so true. Um, so, Beverly. You would consider yourself vegan, vegetarian. So I don't like labels. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I only say that because I eat some cheese and I want to eat some cheese, or you know, but if they I, have vegan cheese. It don't. Uh uh-uh. uh. vegan cheese. That shit don't melt. It don't right? melt, right? <laughs> what is this? It don't melt. Or if I want a piece of cake, I'm gonna eat a piece of cake. No, I love that. And a real vegan, they won't have cake because it has an egg in it, okay. or they won't have a cookie because it has an egg in it. And I got a gray hair on my nose. I promise it ain't no booger. No, I, it's okay. That. I saw it. It's okay. I saw the little silver it's lining. It's not a booger. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> but I don't eat meat of any kind. Like, not fish, no chicken, mm-hmm. only vegetables. <clears throat> Excuse me. Vegetables, fruit. And I get creative. Um, I, sometimes I eat a lot of carbs because... I'm on the go, right. so it's quick and it fills me up. But I try but to you're not out of shape. No, because I walk so much. This is New York. Is Somebody true. asked me if I if I worked out. I said no. <laughs> I just been walking I'm around on. New York with these heavy ass Tim's on. <laughs> That's a workout Shit. in itself. Literally. But um, when it comes to skincare, I'm pretty simple. Um, I like to try my little natural remedies sometimes. So mm-hmm. I'll use one of my clients has me using apple cider vinegar. For my face. And as what a toner. Way? So okay. I'll after I'll wash my face, um, then I'll just And what are you washing with? So I use right now just Neutrogena, um and it's very light. It's a mm-hmm. Neutrogena Hydroglass. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have any acne treatment in it. And I use that and it helps moisturize too. So it's a moisturizing cleanser. Mm-hmm. After I rinse that off, then I'll tone it with the, the apple cider vinegar. Mm. And then I moisturize, and I moisturize with the Neutrogena Hydroblast Hyaluronic Cream. It comes in a little blue jar. I use that at night and in the daytime. But when the sun starts to come out and the, the season change, then I like to use something with a little SPF in it. And I know, contrary to what people believe, that black people don't need SPF. We do. You really do. Mm-hmm. You should, because the sun will cause your skin to not it's have as much... Look a little ashy. Um, Especially and then we in the cold. Still yeah. Get 
was getting cancer. Unfortunately. Sense. Yeah, so, so definitely in the summer. Give me a little SPF. Yes, yes, yes. My skincare routine, considering that that is part of my background. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I've worked for the Chanel's and the Tom Ford's and you know, all of those are great. Snap. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all of those are great and fine and dandy. Um, but it's funny because when I, I'm an ingredients studier, if that's the word. Um, when I look at those ingredients, a lot of times I see certain oils mm-hmm. that we already use certain butters, the shea butters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like really streamline my routine. Now it changes mm-hmm. from seasons. Mm-hmm. It changes. Um, I've been saying that in the wintertime, I do use shea butter. That whipped shea butter? Mm-hmm. Baby. Or sometimes I'll buy shea butter and then I'll add coconut oil to it and whip it myself. And I was talking to somebody about you, about the whipped shea butter. Who was that? My homegirl, Chloe. Because mm-hmm. she uses the shea butter. And I was like, girl, have you tried the whip? So how do you whip yours? So I have like a, what is that thing you use to beat the eggs? The, shit, you know what I'm talking about. Called. You got the visual in your mm-hmm. mind, right? Yes. Yeah, I so that. You. So I'll, um, I'll use that or I have like the medicine turner. Mm. So I'll buy like that, the chunky shea butter. Right, right, And right, then right. Um, you let it get room temperature so it's warm. And add the coconut oil to it, and that has to be room temperature because it'll be solid if it's not. And then I just whip it in the bowl like you Mm. would eggs, and it'll get real soft. I wonder, can I put it in my neutral blender? That might get a little messy. Yeah, it would. I don't know about that. (laughs) All right. I wouldn't. Wouldn't recommend. 